Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people, and welcome to our show. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. I'm so excited today to discuss about uh, searching and finding uh, the right employees uh, with Amanda Norman. How are you? Doing really well. How are you, Anatoly? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I think, you know, uh, it's a hot topic, even for my company. I know uh, it's... uh, uh, hard to find uh, right employees, even more, you know, it's hard to find good recruiters who can help <laughs> to find the right employees. Yes, no, that it's very true. And the landscape doesn't seem like it's getting any better. Um, it is incredibly hard to get people to apply and then get them to show up for the interviews and then for work itself. It is, it is a crazy landscape that I never thought that I would see in my professional life. Cool. Okay. Uh, uh, Let's start from your background and your professional life. Uh, Provide uh, uh, more about your experience and why you decided to take this niche. Sure. Absolutely. So um, I run a executive headhunting firm. We specialize in the consumer goods industry uh, on a global basis. And so if you purchase products at a, you know, at a, a major store, those are the companies we serve. Um, we started doing that about 15 years ago, and um, it just kind of happened. I never thought I would be a recruiter. Um, I just ended up with that job and found out that it's kind of perfect for crazy people like me. Um, you know, I really enjoy it, enjoy working with people, and, um, you know, such a, a personal aspect. Having been in the business for 15 years, I've gotten an opportunity to really see things fluctuate over time. And um, back in 2008, when we really had an, an economic recession here, we, you know, we had a hard time with recruiting and I thought it was bad then. Um, now we flash forward to, you know, mid-COVID, post-COVID, whatever you want to call it. And the landscape is, I mean, it's ever-changing. It's crazy. And so when uh, this opportunity came up to kind of chat with you about the landscape, I thought, how perfect, um, because things are things are so different. We've had to change how we do things. Our clients have had to change how they do things. And above all, candidates have had to change how they do things. So it's it's like a whole new world that everyone is learning how to navigate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I remember 10 years ago, that was not struggle to find employees. Uh, I think that I used uh, generic methods, just uh, submitted my requests uh, on uh, familiar websites, uh, well-known websites. But today it's not the case, you know, it's hard. Uh, I think uh, the best employees, uh, it's hard to find uh, talented people uh, on these websites. And I know that recruiters can uh, steal them <laughs> from <laughs> other companies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Tell how to use this word stealing, you know, how, how to uh, or find, it doesn't matter how we can call it, how to uh, find and where to start. For example, uh, I'm a digital marketing agency. I want to find some good uh, marketers uh, yeah, to provide uh, great services for my um, clients. But I know that most marketers uh, are lazy, you know, um, they don't provide great results. How to find talented people who can lead in the right direction, who can... Uh, think differently and change uh, generic attitudes. 
You know, I think that's that's the key that everyone wants to know, right? Where do we find these people? And I think the biggest thing that this the current day has done is it has separated the people that want to succeed and the people that are just working to work. And the difficulty is when we used to post ads for a digital marketer, for example, you would have a ton of resumes and you felt like you had options, right? I mean, you could look and you could reject people because their GPA wasn't high enough. Um, nowadays, you'll post an ad and you'll get one, two resumes, and they're probably not very good. The reason is the people that really want to work, the ones that are just ready to go make a difference, they're busy. They're out there working right now for companies that are giving them things that are above and beyond. This is the one key thing that I tell my clients is money. I mean, money matters. It always matters, right? But it is not the most important thing nowadays. People recognize that, for example, I have kids at home and with COVID at any given time, they can get booted out of school and then I have kids in my house. So for me, what I'm finding is employment flexibility, the ability to work remotely, the ability to take a day off and, and you know go take care of family things if you need to. Those things are what's most important to people. And so the reason that we're successful is we don't rely on posting an ad. I will call you at work and say, so how's life? Is your, is your employer treating you good? Because I know someone that will treat you better. And that is so different. We used to call you at work and say, hey, do you like your job? I have a better job for you that's going to give you more money and that's going to get you further in your career. People don't care as much about that. They want time with their family. They want to know that they will be okay and still be able to make money. So for us, it's how you position what you're offering. And it's really not about the job. It's about who you are as a company and how fun it is to work there. Um, you know, it's about what it feels like to be part of your group more so than what it feels like to do the job. And that is a far departure from what it used to be like. Yeah, got it. Valuable. You know, I want to cooperate with you when I'll open the office in the US. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I want to cooperate with such positive recruiter. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when um, uh, I was listening to you, you know, I was inspired. You know, yeah, I need, <laughs> I, need the, I need these people. Okay, um, got it. Uh, okay, uh, can you provide uh, technical aspects? How to find these people? Uh, do we need to use uh, LinkedIn uh, or uh, open websites to check out their employees list uh, or any other methods? Because uh, it sounds simple, yes? Just uh, find them, reach out to them. But uh, can you provide uh, technical aspects how we can do it? Because I think most requests uh, are ignored uh, and people don't reply to them. That's okay. Uh, and can you provide your insights how you can overcome all these obstacles? Sure. Um, so the biggest part for us is getting to the people. LinkedIn is a great resource to find them. But where people go wrong is they use that to then reach out to them. Great people on LinkedIn get hundreds of message a day, messages a day. I know when I will open up my LinkedIn, sometimes I don't even want to read the messages because there are so many. And... And if it's very generic, I won't read it. So mm -hmm. if you do decide to reach out through LinkedIn, because let's let's be real, it's easy, right? LinkedIn has everything you need right there. It is a great tool. 
if you choose to use LinkedIn, you really have to make that message just spark, right? Don't talk about the technical things. You don't want to say, oh, I see you're a digital marketer and you've done da, 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 da. You want to talk about, again, the feeling, right? Reach out to them and say, even if you didn't get their name from someone, you found them somewhere and you say, I heard you might be a great fit for my group and I would just love to talk to you. That's it. Because then it's human. You are reaching out in a way that employers don't do that. HR sends you this this blanket statement that has a lot of mumbo jumbo because they don't want to waste their time. You need to really pre-qualify who you reach out to and plan to spend time with them. It's like dating, right? You want to plan to date them, ask them out, ask them to spend some time with you. And once you get them, pay attention to them. What we do, however, is because LinkedIn is inundated with these type of messages, we use outside resources. And depending on what country you're in, there's different ones, right? When we look in Canada, we use 411.com. Here in the States, we use Spokio. Um, There's a lot of resources that will give you access to all of their social profiles and their personal email, at which time we will send messages to everywhere. So I've now reached out to you on LinkedIn. I've reached out to you on your personal email. And it usually gives me a cell phone number that I will text. The funny thing is the way those websites work, even if it's not your cell phone, it's usually connected to you. So I might be texting your spouse, your kids. I will find you. And when you hunt someone down in that way, they feel special. They feel like, oh my gosh, maybe this is something to look at. That's how you get those applicants in this market because they are not going to apply to your job posting. I mean, unless you're offering something great, like a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow, you know, they're the best people aren't looking for a job right now. They're working. You've got to get in front of them and say, hey, come talk to me. I need you and you need me. And then you have to really sell yourself as to why they need to come work for you. Yeah, valuable. Love it. You know, I can feel that you, uh, you're not a recruiter. You are working in FBI or police. Bounty <laughs> 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 hunter, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, everything about people, about their kids, family. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. <their> contact data. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what's so crazy is that in order to get people, I mean, before we would apply this and then we would, you know, use the, the group and then find the best. We have to use this method just to get anyone. Um, We have some searches that we will apply this and reach out to hundreds of people and we'll get two applicants. And Mm -hmm. the key difference is, and what I always encourage employers to think about is, how important is it for that body to be in your office? Remote reporting is the number one way that you can attract top talent and that you're going to get people on board. The reason is, is a health, health thing. Some, you know, some people are more worried about COVID than others. Some like to have that distance, but people have kind of gotten used to doing everything remotely. And we've asked them to change everything about how they operate with COVID. Now we're asking them to change it back and operate in the way that us as employers are used to. And that's not working. So we need to be really cognizant of what the, candidates need and what they want. And the more that we can offer in flexibility and and help them feel that they're a part of the family and that we care about them, that's how we get the best employees these days. Not necessarily throwing a giant bag of money at them and saying, here, you know, here's a bonus. You know, they Mm -hmm. just, they want to feel cared about and cared for if need be. 
Yeah, sometimes we have no this uh, money, you know, <laughs> to just to propose all money in the world. Of course, uh, I know that some billionaires, when they open uh, new businesses, they just hire uh, the best uh, CEOs from other companies and yeah, open new company because they have this money. Uh, okay, you know, uh, I want to share my struggle uh, that I had with uh, recruiters. Um, uh, you know, uh, when I want to find a new uh, marketer a good marketer um, i have some vision uh, about these people uh, i know what i want to get but it's hard to explain recruiters who don't know marketing you know uh, i can write the list of requirements uh, what i want to see from uh, these people but they usually pro uh, provide uh, people who uh, have no this experience uh, they just have on their uh, sv or resume it, it, it depends you know can you provide your um, uh, way how you can um, uh, understand that uh, these employees uh, uh, are good enough for this company and they are good with these requirements because people can write they are good but they are not or uh, for me for example it's important my time I have no a lot of time, you know, to check out uh, all these uh, resumes, and uh, I wanna get the best candidates. Yeah, provide your vision about that. Sure, absolutely. And for us, our success starts with you as our client. So, for example, if you came to me and said, "Hey, I need this digital marketer," great. I'm not even really going to talk to you about the technical things. I'm going to talk to you about what are they doing every day, right? What are they? Are they creating? online websites? Are they doing e-commerce? Are they working with Amazon? Are they doing any print? Um, you know, we're going to really talk about what are they doing in the day-to-day -day and how that applies. The thing that I run into and when we often are talking to clients and we're up against other recruiters, the reason that we went out is because of our specialty. We specialize in consumer goods. So if you have a consumer goods company, I know that area like the back of my hand. Now, if you are an internet company and you want to recruit, I'm probably not the right fit. I'm going to send you people like you're seeing, right? Ones that I don't know if they fit because I don't understand exactly how it works. This is the core part. When you are hiring a recruiter, I highly recommend that you interview them and spend time with them and say, how do you, how do, you do this? Because if they're posting ads and they're doing everything you're doing, why pay them, right? And make sure they understand words that you're using. Um, I love industry lingo. And so when I'm talking about a position, my clients know I know what I'm talking about because we speak the same language. If I'm working with a company that is outside of my scope, I can't speak that language, right? I can't really understand what, um, you know, if I've never worked with UX design before, I'm not going to understand what it is. So it's really important to find a recruiter that not only has a good process, but understands your space and preferably specializes in it. Yeah, I got it. Okay, uh, let's talk about personality. Uh, I think uh, it's an uh, important attitude as well. Uh, for example, I remember when um, I had uh, an employee with 
very bad personality. <laughs> no, toxic environment appealed everywhere. Uh, people uh, argued about uh, simple things. Uh, and yeah, uh, a few key players left my company because of this toxic environment. And uh, I decided to research and got it. No way. Uh, if uh, it's not suitable with our culture, why we need to uh, go ahead? I want to cooperate with positive people. Uh, for me, it's important, you know, when you get this... Uh, positive attitude every day when uh, you you want to see people when you go to the job uh, as um, uh, to get uh, I don't know to um, to like this time you know to uh, provide your your insights about uh, uh, learning a personality before hiring because you know when uh, I have this interview I see smiling people you know all of them are great but I don't know they are great be great or not yeah right provide your insights I am a huge fan of going with your gut and I always tell people I don't care how great a resume looks if you don't like them as a human don't hire them if you don't click in some way maybe maybe it's even neutral you're like eh, they're okay if they don't set you on fire inside they're probably not right for your team and again I kind of go back to this when you're hiring it's like you're adding to your family. So you have to approach it like dating, right? If you see a red flag, whoop, not the right fit. In this landscape, we get desperate, right? We get really desperate and we'll be like, oh, but there's there's only these two people. I have to hire one. Doesn't matter. Keep looking. If you, if you don't feel like there's someone you want to hang out with every day, they probably don't feel like they want to hang out with you every day either. And that's where you're going to get that dissension. And especially if you already have a team, the worst thing you can do is add someone that is poisonous to that environment. And so for our group, because everything we do is so important that we, we get along and have fun before I hire someone, I have them meet my whole team. And if any one person does not like them, they do not get hired. I don't care how much I like them because the reason is everyone has to embrace them, you know, otherwise they're not going to be happy everyone's not going to be happy. So personality, in my opinion, can overcome a lot of things, including even missing something major, right? If you have two candidates, one has a perfect resume and everything you need, but you're like, Ugh, I don't know. I like them. The other one, you could probably train, but you just want to hang out with them every day. That's the one you hire because you're going to want to train them. You're going to want to hang out with them. And that is that is really the key is you want to bring in people to your team that you want to spend time with because that's where you're going to get the value yeah valuable valuable okay let's cover uh other people because i uh, i made a few polls uh on my uh, linkedin and got it uh i think uh, massive uh, a lot of people are looking for a job let's help them now, sure. uh, uh, can you provide uh, what they need to do? Because uh, uh, I think um, uh, many of them uh, complain that uh, nobody cares. Uh, they submitted requests and nobody replied to them or just uh, uh, they get um, uh, automation, you know, just some automation replies without special propositions. Uh, can you provide what they need to do first? For example, to write an awesome uh uh, resume or uh, I don't know or uh, uh, or personalize their profiles on LinkedIn or anything else yeah just help them so and this is where I think it's really interesting it comes back to the same advice I say 
to companies. That mm -hmm. research upfront matters. And as a hiring manager, as someone that's on the receiving end of those resumes, the worst thing that you can get is someone to apply that has that does not fit, right? They haven't read what you're looking for. They haven't, they're just not the right fit. And so automatically those get kicked to the side. The problem is certain positions like sales, for example, you get a million resumes even to this day. Most of them aren't really interested, so they're not going to respond even if you get excited. And you go through these resumes and it, it gets very disheartening. And so at a certain point, I think that people do stop caring. So I don't I, I think that candidates are right when they send their resumes into these portals. Sometimes they're perfect, but they've thrown it into this portal with 200 non-perfect people. And they're hoping that an HR person is going to find them. Unfortunately, these HR people are really burned out. They are stretched to the core and recruiting, surprisingly, is the bottom of what they care about, right? They have benefits to deal with. They have internal employees to deal with. So finding your resume isn't important to them. But do you know who it is important to? The person hiring for that job. So what I suggest, if you're looking for a job, LinkedIn is a great place to find postings. But don't, I mean, you can apply to it, absolutely, but don't stop there. See who the hiring manager would be, right? If you are applying for a director of sales job, look on LinkedIn and find out who is the vice president of sales and send them a message and say, I saw you had this job. I would be great for you because of this. Don't even worry about the resume. Don't even worry about anything other than telling them why they need you. Because they, if there is a job posted, that person has pain. The HR person doesn't have pain. Identify who is being impacted by that opening and call them. And I can tell you that in small businesses, the owner cares. If someone were to call me today and say, I know what you do and I could impact your company in this way, I would make a job for them. That is not uncommon. I have companies that I will call and say, I have this person that can do this for you. They will create a job and pay me $50,000 for that call. If a company is willing to pay me that kind of money to show them superstars, think of what they will do when you show yourself for free. But you've got to tell them why you're great. You've got to say why they need you. That's the important part. Don't just send them a resume. They're not going to read it. Say, I know who you are. This is what you need. And this is why I answer it. And that's how you get that call back. Love it. Love it. I think uh, selfishness destroys all uh, methods if you <laughs> don't care about companies. Uh, I think uh, uh, employers, companies, they want to uh, get people who are passionate about the, their companies. And I love to uh, comment on uh, uh, their post. For example, I open social media profiles if I want to find some new big contracts to cooperate with them. Uh, and uh, what I do, I just comment on their post uh, to provide additional value. I don't submit uh, comments like something like this. Thank you. Great post. It doesn't work. You know, it's nonsense. Just uh, provide how you can help them how you can lead them in the right direction, what type of results you can bring them if you cooperate with them. Yeah, something like this, because yeah, selfishness is not the best attitude. Uh, no. Okay, let's talk about a resume. How to write uh, an awesome resume? Uh, because um, uh, I think um, uh, many companies use tools that uh, ignore uh, a lot of resumes and uh, only 
bots mm-hmm. can <laughs> check out the, the, this resumes. Uh, do we need to set up some keywords there? Uh, and um, uh, if uh, HRs are uh, so busy, they have no time to read the whole resume, how to uh, take their attention? How to uh, catch their uh, time and yeah, with uh, your resume? Sure. I think the key thing with resumes are we're really using the same language that we read in the job posting. So if the company is using a certain word to describe a task, right? So if they are, if they're really, if they're taking digital marketing and they're breaking it into individual areas, make sure you put those on your resume. So the way that they write their job descriptions is kind of giving you the key to the puzzle. And so I highly recommend that you don't just send the same resume to everyone because that's how it just goes into the bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Mimic what you're reading. If they tell you here, these are the key qualifications, make sure those are on your resume. Make sure mm-hmm. everything that they say they want, you show you have. And again, highlight that in your, what I instead of calling it a cover letter, I basically just say your presentation of yourself. You can have a pre-written presentation, but you always want to mimic what they're saying in that presentation. You know, I see you're looking for this. Who can do this? That's me. And then talk about in that initial message, talk about a time that you've already done it, right? You're looking for someone to do this. I actually just did this over here. What you're trying to get them to do is they don't want to read your resume. Let's be real. They read resumes all day long. They just want to qualify you in or out. Help them do that without reading your resume. They can immediately qualify you in. If you say, you're looking for this, I've got it. You want someone to do that. I did it and I'm going to do it for you. Boom. You're to the hiring manager and you didn't, you know, you didn't even really have to do much to your resume. That cover letter matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about cover letters? Uh, because uh, I often see uh, the option you can submit or not. Uh, do we need to submit? It's important uh, to do it or uh, we can use this option, just ignore it and it's my resume, it's enough. I think it depends on how much time you're going to spend in it. A poor cover letter is worse than no cover letter, right? If you're just going to put like a generic one, don't even do it. But if you're going to spend time and if you really want that job, take five minutes to, like I said, just put in those core points. You want this, I have it. You need this done. I did it. Those are the things that have to go in that initial message. It doesn't have to be huge. Honestly, you don't want it to be huge. When I see someone that's written me a giant message, I assume that it's copy and paste. I don't assume that it's custom for me. Just a few lines to let me know that you know what I want and you have it. That gives me the warm and fuzzies enough to want to put you to the top of the list. Yeah, got it. Valuable. You know, I, I love using templates just to rewrite everything what I have there. You know, everything. <laughs> For, yep. uh, because, um, you know, uh, templates can show the way where you need to go and you can rephrase all words there just to personalize as maximum as possible. Because in digital marketing, we often use templates. Uh, we use templates to reach out uh, business owners, uh, website owners, you know, to get uh, their links or some uh, mentions. It doesn't matter, you know, many different methods, but yeah, uh, it's important to personalize as maximum as possible. Okay, uh, uh, let's talk about um, uh, things that people uh, 
Uh, I think uh, most people uh, want to get uh, the best salary, uh, the highest salary. Uh, and uh, companies often uh, submit just uh, value information that uh, salary depends, you know, from uh, 80K to 120K. Uh, how to apply, you know, <laughs> uh, for the highest salary and... Uh, uh, I don't know, company can deny the request or how to find this balance. So I think, and this is why as a recruiter, I struggle when I post, if I should post the, you know, the amount or not. I always say, should I, um, you know, sh should I keep this private or, oh, I apologize. My mm -hmm. phone's dinging. Um, <laughs> you know, should I keep this private or do, do I, do I post this? And the reason that I struggle is as a candidate, you see one number and that's the biggest one, right? Because everyone assumes, oh, if this job pays 80 to 120, well, I deserve 120 automatically. But that's not necessarily the case. Internally, the company usually has, you know, something that measures that, right? At 80,000, you have these skills. 90, you're going to have these skills. So while there is a range of what they're willing to pay, that range is also really dictated by the skills that are brought to the table. So the biggest thing that I always tell candidates when they're you know going to apply is don't overvalue yourself. How much are you making right now? If your current company is paying you $85,000 right now, why should this company pay you 120 for the same job? So I really think now on the same thing, if it's a next job up, maybe it's a manager job and you're stepping up and it does make sense that they're going to pay you more. Ask for a number that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's when you get crazy and ask for numbers that you can't justify, right? Like, hey, I want a $30,000 raise because I'm that cool. Yeah, not, probably not. Um, so don't ask for the top number just because it's the top number. Doesn't mean that you're going to get it. But really use your current, I mean, it. it's like your value. Whatever you're being paid right now is your current value in the market. You may be underpaid, you may be overpaid, but that's your value. That is what you kind of need to use as your gauge when you decide what, you know, and if you do want to make a lot more, then you better be able to justify what you're going to be giving to make that extra. Because a lot of companies will ask you, well, what are you making right now? And why will why do you deserve the increase? Maybe you do deserve it, but you should be able to talk about why. You need to talk about why you're worth whatever you ask for. But always ask for more than you want because they're always going to come in low. Every time. Um, even on my side, when companies are clear with us, they always come in low and we have to fight for it. So I always suggest to start out a little high, knowing that you're probably not going to get what you want, right? So if you want 100 and their range is up to 110, ask for 110, but in their heart of hearts, know that you might not get it and I'm okay with X number. And already also know where your no is because some companies will make you fall in love with them and then they'll lowball you. And you don't want that either. So you really just gotta know what your value is and stick to it. Yeah, yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, you know, uh, once I read um, a tip uh, from uh, Bridget Heisen, 
uh, she has uh, 4 million followers on LinkedIn. Uh, and um, yeah, she posts a lot about um, searching for a job, uh, finding a dream job or something like this. Uh, and yeah, I connected with her uh, once she reached out to me and asked uh, what I'm thinking about the new algorithms uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I check out your profile. No way. <laughs> How she found me. And that was interesting because um, I commented a lot on her post because um, I, I like this topic uh, about HR recruiting because I need to grow my company uh, to find uh, talented people. And uh, yeah. It's better to know uh, uh, than uh, just tell recruiters do uh, everything. Uh, when you know, when you understand, you can uh, get much higher results. And um, she uh, recommends to uh, submit your uh, application even if you are not related with requirements. Uh, I mean, like uh, not a hundred percent. For example, um, I often see when uh, uh, some uh, requirements uh, uh, you need to know pay-per-click, organic reach, social media, Google Analytics, everything. But you know, uh, good marketers uh, uh, pay attention with one direction. Uh, you can uh, hire jack of all trades. You can hire, <laughs> you can hire, but you can't get the best marketer. And right. of course, uh, paying attention is uh, must have. Uh, can you provide your insights? Do we need to submit uh, uh, for a job? If uh, we see that, uh, I don't know, like 80% of requirements are not related to our skills. I think the key is, are the important ones there? Can you do the job? So if I see someone that applies that doesn't have the required skills, but they've also never done anything relevant, don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. But if it is relevant, right? You want to change industries, you want to make a change, or maybe you're already doing the job. But like you said, I am very focused in one area of marketing, but I'm willing to learn these others. That's the key. If you're willing to do what's on the job description, that's a big one, right? You're, you're going to recognize that, yeah, they're probably going to ask you to learn all of these other software suites. If you're willing to do that, absolutely apply. And this, again, comes back to painting the picture of why they need you, right? Just because you don't have these software skills doesn't mean you can't be of impact to their company. And, and again, like you said, you want to work with people you like. So if this person that has 80% of what I'm looking for and they have a passion for my company and they want to work for me, well, that's way better than the person that has 100% and is just kind of dry and we didn't really get along. And if, if you didn't get in front of me and wave your arms and say, look at me, I never would have known. So absolutely. Um, don't If you see something you want, go for it. In this market, it's funny. I actually, we do a lot of kind of funny videos about recruiting. And three years ago, you know, you could apply for a job and you'd be cut because you weren't in the right clubs in college or you didn't have the right GPA. And now we'll call you and be like, so I seen you send in your resume. Can you start tomorrow? Like, we don't even need to interview you. Just come on in. Companies are desperate for people that want to work. That is the most important. Getting in front of that company and saying, I want to work for you. I want to do the job and I'm going to do it well. That speaks volumes and is far more important than, you know, being able to use Shopify proficiently if you're willing to learn. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, new formats. Uh, for example, Gary V shares uh, what kind of resume he want to get from uh, new uh, people. And he replied, uh, I want to see video uh, resume, you know. Uh, what do you think if... Uh, uh, 
job seekers uh, submit uh, something like this uh, video format uh, on youtube i don't know uh, instead of cover letter or uh, instead of resume uh, or audio format because uh, if uh, uh, recruiters have no time but the, but by the way uh, uh, from my experience i don't like to get audio messages seriously because i have no time to listen to uh, to this audio messages because uh, uh, for example if i open uh, some uh, text-based content i i can uh, uh, scan it you know to understand yeah. oh yeah yeah uh, it's uh, relevant i can do it but if i get audio message uh, i'm thinking no way i have no time i need to yeah. listen to this uh, that's why it's controversial provide your insights about that do we need to use new formats or just it's better to uh, stick with what we have i think it depends on what you're applying for right so in this changing job market there are a lot of new jobs right for example there's manufacturing jobs that you're now running from behind the scenes in AR VR glasses, right? If you're applying for a new job, like that is in a new space, or maybe you're a, a online host, you're going to do podcasts. Yes, you need a video for that, right? If if your presence matters and you're, you know, you're maybe it's even a sales job where they've asked for it. Definitely. If they haven't asked for a video and it is not relevant to the job, I wouldn't send it because like mm -hmm. most of the jobs we hire for, I wouldn't even watch it because like you said, I don't really have time. Yeah. Um, now that said, if it is a, a presentation type job, so like digital marketing where they're doing graphics, absolutely include a website, have a, having a link to your personal website where you can have your, you know, your presentation, you can have all of that right there. That is a great tool, but it's an addition. It isn't what I would say to change to. It's just something that you could have as well. And then you could submit that alongside your resume and cover letter and say, you can see more about me here. Um, but honestly, I think that HR people are so busy. They're, they're probably not going to have a lot of time to watch videos. I know I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you provide your predictions about 2022? Uh, what kind of job? we can uh, get uh, in uh, this environment because uh, more and more companies uh, are hiring people globally uh, for example uh, even my brother um, is working in one company and uh, he got the message that you need to get back to the office uh, after a few months he replied sorry guys i can't do it uh, because uh, i changed my location and he got another message okay you you can work <laughs> remotely <laughs> it's up to you uh, and uh, uh, because uh, some companies got it, uh, uh, top uh, employees uh, don't want to uh, be in office. They uh, prefer spending time with family uh, and saving time with uh, driving to the job. You know, yeah, it's normal. Uh, can you provide your predictions about 2022? What kind of environment will have, especially with this outbreak, uh, with Corona? I think that we have experience today how to uh, overcome these obstacles and uh, what people uh, need uh, or employees, where they need to search or looking for sure so i think that all of you know the, the the pandemic really changed the landscape of work i know that right now we are kind of going through that with some of our clients where they're saying okay we want you back in the office we want you you know by 2022 you're going to be in here full time those companies are losing people left and right it is so hard for us to recruit for people to be in an office all the time 
even companies that are bringing back to being in the office, we're finding they're doing a hybrid schedule of, you know, two days out, three days in. And it's hard for them to hire if they have five days in the office. There are some companies that still, you know, they're sticking to it. They say, we want people in house and they are moving back to it. Those companies are going to struggle. At least that is my prediction. Um, I see a complete departure from how we have worked in the past, um, you know, and I think each country is going to be different and how it's impacted because we all have different work habits um, here in the United States. I think our work habits really skewed on the side of like overwork, right? Like we would, you know, work crazy hours. Family took a backseat to the professional life. Post COVID, things have changed. Families are more important. Being at home is more important. So I think we're going to see a lot of remote work. We're going to see people um, people working less. Um, you know, 30 to 40 hour work weeks are going to be more common versus 50 to 60. And companies are going to offer different types of benefits around um, family and, and work-life balance versus the larger money, um, you know, benefit. And, and we're already seeing it kind of happen. We're already seeing things, grad, you know, gravitate to, um, instead of a regular percentage bonus, it's based on what you produce because you're mm -hmm. working from home. So they're now incentivizing other roles like you would see sales roles because they're wanting to keep people incentivized. So I think it's just going to change how we compensate and, and our expectations of how our employees work. And it's really going to change that landscape. Yeah, got it. I have the last question uh, yeah, from my experience. Uh, I have much higher results with uh, companies that understand digital marketing. When they understand uh, what I'm doing, I can provide much higher results because we uh, are working uh, as a team. You know, we can uh, have cohesive goals. Uh, can you tell how companies uh, like my company or uh, any other companies can learn more about recruiting? Uh, uh, where we need to start to read blogs, to take courses uh, from your experience, which way is better uh, to learn and understand this topic. Uh, and yeah, um, I think uh, if I know better about recruiting, uh, I'll get much higher results if I cooperate with recruiters like you. Oh, absolutely. And I think for, for me, recruiting, everything that I've learned, whenever I take an HR course or a recruiting course, I'm almost disenchanted by it. Um, it. It doesn't help me as much as recruiting is a very human thing. Um, it is innate to us to find partners and to find teammates. And it's just what it's what we do. It's what we were put on this earth for, right, is to find others like us and and grow. I urge people when you're going to hire, just reach inside for your innate abilities more than trying these new things, right? Think about who is like me? Just like you said, who, who is like me in these ways, right? What companies do things like I do? Look for people that have those traits and just reach out and be human. Just sending them a message saying, I saw your profile and I think you might be great for my company. Would you be open to a call with me? Companies don't do that. That is not a message you get from HR and it will catch attention. That's why people answer my messages and not other recruiters is because I cut through all the stuff and I appeal to you as a human. So that's the biggest thing. Just be human, be real and, and try to make, you know, if they're going to make your friend, then they can make your employee. And that's how we approach it. And that's how we find great cultural fits. 
um, because the cultural fit to us is so much more important because you can't teach that, right? I can teach Google Analytics. I can't teach you how to be a good human. You have to come already doing that. And so I just say really approach it like that. Approach people that you like and that are like-minded and just have conversations. Be willing to spend the time instead of digging through resumes and clicking on a keyboard, spend the time talking to them. Spend a day of Zooms with people that look like they could be a fit and just get to know them. If they're not a fit, they probably know people that are. And you're going to save a lot of money in recruiters because you're doing exactly what we would be doing. And you would be doing what only the good ones do. So I think, you know, that's, it's a great approach if you have the time to do it. So valuable. Thanks, Amanda. A lot of great insights. I'm going to use some of them. Yeah, I'm going Excellent. to test them. Yeah, it's a big pleasure to learn from you. Uh, yeah, you share a new way. Uh, and um, before we leave, just tell our audience how they can find you, learn more about you, follow you. Absolutely. So um, you can check out our company. It's normainlombard.com. Um, find me on LinkedIn, Amanda Normine. I am an open networker. Would love to connect with you. And uh, we also have uh, Facebook pages all connected back to our LinkedIn page. So find us on there. Would love to work with you and uh, love to network. Cool, cool. Okay, guys, you can find all this link in the description below. Uh, listen us on Uh, apple uh, spotify and google thanks a lot for your time you know yeah it's a big pleasure to learn thanks guys for listening and watching us and take care thank you for having me on have a great day thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift we'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.